What is going on, spectators? Welcome back to another episode of the Spectators Sports Podcast. My name is Julian. I'm here at Brooklyn, and today we have a loaded episode for you. We got All-Star Week happening over in the MLB. Mm-hmm. We got some pro-ams going on in, the ba- in basketball. We got some weird football news. There's, there's a lot going on. I'm excited to get into it. And we're going to start with our weekly roundup. News today. That came out. Tampa Bay Bucks running back Leonard Fournette is now taking on the Eddie Lacy role. Every season we came in and we said, is Eddie Lacy fat? And the answer was typically yes. And now, yes, is Leonard Fournette fat, Brooklyn? Is he fat? That boy chunky. He's beefy. That boy been hitting all the right food spots over here in Tampa. Probably took a little trip over to Louisiana, too. That boy beefy coming in at 260. Jeez. 260. For a running back. All That's- the reports are just saying that the coaches, front office, everybody involved were just shocked. <laughs> just like Absolutely that was the word. Shocked. shocked. <laughs> There's like. Like hey, you for hey, real? Hey, you you want to hop on that scale real quick? He was like, okay. Two sixty. Like, I had a heart you, attack. You, you look a little big. Yeah, I've been in the gym. Nah. <laughs> no, you you've been in the kitchen. Nah. You've been in the Whipping. kitchen. Yeah, no, not not great stuff from Leonard. It's really no. like the the first non quarterback thing we've seen all off season, which is kind of fun. Uh, you know, we've had our free agents and the signings and all that, but this is like the first like drama thing that's happened that's not regarding Baker Mayfield. Or again, a quarterback. <laughs> so it's nice to kind of see um, a little bit less serious stuff, especially with the Deshaun Watson stuff too. Uh, this yeah. is a much lighter note, but it still is like, man, you got Tom Brady back. Like the Bucks were maybe gonna be have a rough, weird year, but they get Tom Brady back, so they should be good again. Leonard Fournette's a big part of that. He comes in just not in shape, and you know, there's plenty of time before the season, but to lose. T- 25 pounds before a season in like what month and a half two months why yeah you're not putting your body in a good spot like you gotta put it through hell just to get ready nah bro nah bro. We, unless he's just having that he might just be become uh a fullback <laughs> he's just a fullback now he's just the biggest i mean you know whatever yeah i guess dude i don't know it it is a super weird little thing and i got that notification i know my buddy nick sent it to me too as i was making the graphic for it yeah i was like draft stocks down in terms of fantasy so (laughs) at spectators media too so you can see that graphic yeah go on instagram i got you i got you guys yeah so weird little note to like start the news day certainly absolutely yeah, that you, that was wild. And then we we talk about uh, being shocked when we seen that. Let's talk about we were shocked when we got the update the other day with LeBron and yeah. the Drew League. Yeah, LeBron's first pro am since I think twenty eleven. I think twenty eleven. That was the lockout year, right? I, I think so. I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. 2011, it's been 11 years since then. And LeBron's not done a Pro-Am. He's not done a Drew League. We tend to see guys like KD. We've seen Kyrie do it a bunch of times. Um, DeMar was in it. So he played with DeMar, which was kind of cool. Weird little, like, DeMar's from L.A. It's cool that they're, like, homies. Uh, I know there's rumors of DeMar going to the Lakers a couple years ago, too. So kind of funny that that was a thing. Um, He put up 42. 
<laughs> put up 42, bro. LeBron's not missing a step. He enjoyed his and, wine. He enjoyed his all that. And came to the Drew League and just dropped it on him. Year 20, by year the 20. way. Year 20. Year 20. Jeez. Looking just. Is he 40 now or is he 39? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it don't matter. He's old. The man is old. There was rumors that Kyrie was going to come out of his hole and come play at the Drew League too, but that ain't he, happened. He has in the past, so that's kind of surprising that he didn't. Yeah. But this is really cool, though, because I feel like we haven't had anything like this in a while. Yeah, I mean, you know, with with kind of everything that's happened over the last couple of years, these, these types of programs were put to the side a little bit. And I don't know if you remember, but during quarantine, it wasn't so much programs, but there was a lot of guys with, like, a random gym. And so you, you would yeah. see, like, Hoodie Mello in the gym with, like, Harden and, like, some yeah. semi pros and a bunch of random guys, and I was like, "What are we watching here?" But it was it was cool. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Drew a like good time stuff. though. There there was uh, the guy that was guarding LeBron was saying like, "Oh, if LeBron ain't show up, we would have won." He wasn't really all that, and it was like, "Bro, <laughs> just because LeBron put forty two on you, don't mean you gotta sit here and make excuses, yeah, bro." He's mad LeBron dropped 42 on your head. There's nobody (laughs) in the world that is upset at you for getting cooked by LeBron. Nobody. Nobody, Nobody, bro. Literally nobody. Your wife will still love you if LeBron cooks you, I promise. This isn't like... Probably. This isn't like some random college kid. Like This isn't some dude from UCLA we took off the street cooking you. No, this is LeBron. Like It's good, bro. Promise. You're okay. Like, just chill, bro. Just chill, dog. <laughs> yeah, so. Insane. Yeah, that was um, that was definitely some cool little news. It was nice to see, like, basketball again, too. We've also had the Summer League. Uh, shout out to the Portland Trailblazers. They won the Summer League. Pretty Dame cool. ain't even know. Dame ain't know. <laughs> cool, cool little tidbit. I thought the Knicks were going to do it. They, the Knicks were, like, the the 92 Bulls in Summer League for the first couple of days, so. Uh, sad they didn't win and get us a trophy, but do we really care? Probably not. <laughs> we do not care. We do not care. Um, I do want to shout out Cameron Smith. Shot 20 under in the open. 20 under to get his first ever major championship. So big shout out in the golf world. 20 under. It was a wild tournament, too, because there were several people, like, 14 and lower. So, like. To shoot that well is uh probably deserved to win. So big shout out to Cameron. Yeah, that's My impressive. Guy. Yeah, twenty on the road. My goodness, holy hell! Um, also shout out to um Djokovic. I don't remember if we said this last week, but I, I you know, I'm, I'm on my open kick, so my major. I think we did, but very cool, very cool stuff. Never uh, enough props. Never enough props. What else happened this week? Well, there's been there's been a little rumor. Uh oh. Been a little rumor that a certain somebody that's a big part of a certain organization. Does he shuffle? He shuffles. Oh, he shuffles. He shuffles. They offered him. He said no. And that offer just so happened to be 15 years, $440 million. The biggest guaranteed contract in baseball history. That certain organization. I think that was Washington history too. I'm not mistaken. Probably 15 years, 440. That's ridiculous. Juan Soto is now 
going to be on the trade block pretty much because now from saying that they don't want to hear any trade offers, the Nationals are now going to listen. And this will be the biggest haul in MLB history. Ever. I don't think it'll be even close either. Um, It's it's really weird right now because, like, We've talked about it in the past. We have Kevin Durant, who's like looking for a trade in the, in the NBA. Yeah. And now we have Juan Soto looking for a trade in the MLB. And this is two just perennial talents. I mean, it's weird to say perennial when Juan Soto is literally 23 years old. But like, it's, he's that good. These are two of the best talents in terms of pure talent that we've ever seen in their respective sports. And they want to both be traded. You know how, you know how big cojones you have to have? To turn down $444 million. That is almost a half of a billion dollars. And you turned it down because you do not want to stay with this organization. Insane. I guarantee you, Padres, Yankees, Dodgers, Mets, Braves, Giants offered him that amount. He probably would have signed it. Yeah. But he just doesn't want to stay with the Nationals. I mean, he won his World Series, but the issue is he won that World Series as a baby. And now he wants to do it again and again and again. And they're so far away from being in that position. He he won it as a baby in a Cinderella season where yeah. everything clicked. They turned the tide. He happened whatever to be their there. record. Yeah, whatever their record was at the All-Star break, it was abysmal. They turn it around. They make a run. Cool, you guys get there, but that's not happening again. No. The Nationals are are nowhere in the near future going to get to that point. No. So I love that he's not going to just waste his career and say, oh, I'm going to be a National. No. Well, so they didn't grow up being a National fan. No. They didn't grow up being an Expo fan. No. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Yeah, and, and you know, it's a, it's a weird thing, right? Because, like, in baseball, there's a lot of guys who have stayed with their teams for a long time. And it is a really cool mm-hmm. thing, and it's sports in general, to it stay is. with your team. It is. But if your organization's not showing that they want to win, no. and they're tying up their money in Patrick Corbin and Steven Strasburg... <laughs> You know, and, and they don't blame them. They, they made those moves to try and be winners and all that, but it, it didn't work out. And they're not, again, they're not going to be good until 2025 at the earliest. So you're just going to waste three of Juan Soto's pre-prime years because he's still in his pre-prime. You don't hit your prime until you're 29 in baseball. 23 years old. Um, this is a top five hitter in the game. He's having a down year. A down year. And he has a 160 OPS plus, and he has a 400 on base percentage. And a down year. If that was a down year for me, I mean, <laughs> granted, I played high school baseball. My own base percentage was like 500. They're like, that was high school baseball. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> like, this is, Juan Soto is just absolutely incredible. And the fact that he's even available is insane. And the fact that it's going to be the biggest lopsided trade in terms of the amount given for a single guy is going to be kind of wild. Yeah, and you mentioned KD before. Like, we were saying weeks ago that will be the biggest trade package in, like, sports history for Kevin Durant. But now with this, this player, (laughs) bro, people don't understand how good Soto is right now and how good he will be. Like, this kid has the potential to be one of the best of all time 
and a team could go get him right now. Like that's insane, bro. Ima- like imagine, right? It's it's kind of crazy. Imagine you have an opportunity to go get. And we, we won't say LeBron because that's a little like out there. But, like imagine Dwayne Wade is available for trade. No. That that what? Like prime? Like that's not stuff that happens. And so. There's going to be a couple teams in on this. I fully expect the Yankees to be on it. I fully expect the Dodgers to be on it. I've heard that the Padres have been like a sneaky team that nobody fully expected. Uh, makes sense, though. Padres have been very aggressive with trades over their little bit of time. And imagine, just, just imagine the young Spanish core of Tatis, Soto, and Manny Machado. Insane. That is going to be the team that every young Spanish player gravitates towards. And that's so cool. And they're so fun. And they're all so good. And, yeah. oh, my God, the Padres would be really cool. I don't know how they make that happen. Again, it's going to be the biggest trade ever. So, like, giving like up you the are mortgaging. Support. Yeah, you are mortgaging yeah. your whole future on, the, on Soto. But the crazy part is you're not because if Soto just stays healthy and is who Soto is, like we're not even expecting – I don't even want Soto to be any better. If he's this, if he is what he is this season, <laughs> this down season, if he is this, for the next eight years, it was a successful trade. He's that good. He is. And, and the difference, too, is in Washington, there's nobody surrounding him in that lineup. You're going to have Juan Soto hitting second in this lineup is what's going to happen, right? You're going to have somebody leading off. I don't care who. I don't care who. Pick a guy. Then it's going to be Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, and then Manny Machado. You can't just intentionally walk Juan Soto to get to Fernando Tatis. And then you put him on the Dodgers. You got Mookie, Freeman, Soto, Judge, Giancarlo, Soto. <laughs> like, Alonzo, Lindor, Soto. Any which way you look at that, you squeeze him in any of those lineups. It's ridiculous. You just you just hurt my head. Mookie Betts, <laughs> Juan Soto, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, and and then it's, yeah, you even said the Mets too. Like, how crazy would that be with Lindor and even Mark Hanna's been fantastic. Yeah. McNeil's an All Star now. Pete Alonso's leading the league in RBIs. Like, it's obviously not as good as the other ones we just said, but like, that's a damn good lineup too. It, it's still scary. If you it's want to be weird scary. and even talk about the Braves, because apparently they want him. I don't see why the Mets or the Braves would get him, just inter- interleague. But, like, Acuna and Soto? Yeah. This is a wet dream. Yeah. This is a wet dream. So, again, you're mortgaging your future, but you're banking on Soto. Again, not even being better than he is right now. Just being who he is right now. And if he is better, yeah. like, I expect him to. Because, again, he's 23. I don't know how many see times no I've said 23. I might have said it, like, six times already, but it's important. Say a couple more. Yeah, just... He's 23. He's younger. Juan Soto is younger. <laughs> Juan Soto is younger than half the prospects they're going to get back for him. <laughs> like, like wow. if the Yankees trade for Juan Soto, they're going to get Oswald Peraza. Peraza's 22, and he's a prospect. And Juan Soto's a World Series champion. <laughs> He might have been MVP. He could have been MVP last year if you wanted to be weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that's just a crazy thing. I know we're kind of on this for a while because he's that big of a talent. He really is. It's going to be really, really interesting to see once these trade talks kick in, come a trade deadline. Man, 
Yeah. Who who do you have your money on him going to? If you had to bet, if you're a betting man. I want to say probably to not go back and forth. I'll just go San Diego. But I feel like it's up in the air between the Padres and the Dodgers. The Yankees could absolutely do it. I just don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think they have the pieces, too. They just won't. I feel like they're in the best position to pull the trigger if they want to. But the thing is, do they? Yeah, and that trade with the Dodgers would be weird because, like, are you just giving your entire core to the Dodgers? Like, I feel like multi-trades like that, like consecutive years giving All-Stars to a team, is a little odd just because you already got the guys you wanted from that organization. You know what I'm saying? They you got, got the guys Josiah, who were available. Yeah, you got Josiah Gray. You got Kaber. Like, now we want Bobby Miller. Now we want Andy Pages. Like, are they going to give you that? I don't know. Just We already went through these negotiations once for Trey Turner. Like, I don't know. So that could be a weird one. I'd probably bet on the Dodgers, though. I think that's my bet. No. I would like him in I'm San not. Diego more, though. San Diego will be sick. That's, that's where and- I want to see him. The interesting part, too, is this doesn't necessarily mean – that Soto would sign with this team that he gets traded to. So he can get no. traded. He has about two years left or three years left. I don't remember which. So he could play there for the next couple of years, go be a free agent. This would still probably be a worthwhile trade because you're getting three years of Juan Soto. Yeah. So pretty, pretty interesting thing there. Uh, to stay on the baseball time. I mean, we're pretty much going to talk baseball the rest of this episode. Uh, the Mariners. The Seattle Mariners have done something no other team has ever done in the history of baseball. They have a 14-game winning streak going into the All-Star break. The longest prior was 10 games held by three teams. All right, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. 10-game win streak, the 1975 Cincinnati Reds. They won the World Series. 10-game win streak, the 1945 Chicago Cubs. They lost in the World Series, but they won the pennant. The 1935, dear Lord, that's a long time ago. <laughs> that's, that's like 80 years, or that's 90 years ago. The 1935 Detroit Tigers, 10-game win streak. They won the World Series. Those are the three. That's the list. Little little trend going on. There's a little trend going on. The, the difference is, and there's a pretty big difference here, um, the Mariners are the last seed in the wild card, and if it was the <laughs> old way of going about it, just like two years ago, they wouldn't even be a wild card team. Um, never mind in 1935 when only one team from the National and only one team from the American League made it to the World Series or the playoffs <laughs> at all. It was just them. That was the pennant. Like they won, and they were in it. Uh, so it's obviously a little bit different. I, don't, I didn't even know that actually. Yeah, yeah. It used to just be if you win, you have to win your league. Regular season, then you just get in. It was crazy. It was cutthroat. Cutthroat. That's why <laughs> That's why the Mega teams won so many in a row. Like, there was no Cinderella's. Like, there was no five-game yeah. playoff. There was no one-game wild card. Yeah. So, uh, the Mariners are definitely working themselves into a good position. And I thought that was a cool little stat. Um, big shout-out to them. Big shout-out to Julio Rodriguez. Also, the first trade, essentially, not the first, but essentially the first trade of this trade season was them getting Carlos Santana, and he has been fantastic. Fantastic. And he was playing well in Kansas City before the trade. Like, he had a really good month, and he's just kept it going. And, you know, good for Carlos. He, he's kind of on that Matt Carpenter grind where he was yeah. – uh, 
on the decline. It was pretty evident. He was kind of just a vet here. And uh, all of a sudden, now you got Carlos looking cute, looking clean. So fresh and so clean. <laughs> yeah, big pickup from them. I mean, they've been rolling. And shout out uh, to another team that got their win streak broken, the Orioles. Yeah, they were doing really they're, well, too. They're looking hot, too. Yeah, and it was the first time in a couple of years. I don't remember how many years I saw, but it was the first time in a couple of years that every single team in a division was over 500 after X amount of games. Because obviously, like, three games in, you could all be 500. But Yeah. So, pretty cool. Shout out to the Orioles. They're playing well. Uh, we'll stay in the AL East for a second. The Red Sox, hobbling into the All-Star game, have not won a single series against an AL East team. And I don't think it's too much to consider it will become playoff time they're not going to have tiebreaker on anybody but just more moral wise like you don't have bragging rights over anybody nobody nobody's scared of you nobody's scared of you the orioles aren't scared of you certainly the yankees aren't scared of you like and the rays and the blue jays have not even played that well and they're not scared of you either It's been a rough time for the Red Sox because even they had the bad start. And even when they played, even though they played great, they gained no ground. None. Because the Yankees were steamrolling through the East and everybody else in their path. You do all of that, get no ground gained just to play them and still lose the series. And then you get a nice extra inning win, and then you just get mollywopped and mollywopped. And then it's just like, what do we do? You guys are hurt. You guys are in slumps. Chris Sale comes back. Chris Sale leaves. Breaks his pinky immediately. I feel bad for Chris Sale. Immediately. One running inning in. I hate that. It sucks. Sale needs to be pitching. Well, also on that, on that, um, not to fully divert from the Red Sox talk, but Chris Sale – with, he, he's been really injured. I mean, even since his, his White Sox days. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think Chris Sale is closer to retirement than maybe we think. I do, too. I, th- I, I, think- I, I thought that immediately once I heard he broke his pinky right when he comes back. Yeah, because it's like so. that's got to be so deflated. You work so hard. He's such a competitive guy. Like I, I don't like Chris Sale. I let this be known. But I, if there's anything that you can take away from Chris Sale, it's that he is uber competitive, and there's nothing he wants to do more than just pitch the baseball and win. That's all he wants to do. You go back to when he ripped up the jerseys and um, he didn't want the Chicago. Fanfare. Yeah, he's one of the well. They were they weren't playing well, and yeah. he was like the organization is prioritizing promotions over. Us playing well, yeah. Us. So it's like, forget that. Like, I'm, I don't want that. So yeah. not, you, you know, can't, you got to do this. You got to try and make your money, but don't be a schmuck yeah, like he was. But you know, again, it sucks. I think he's. I, I don't want him to be. I think he's a really good pitcher, and he has been for a while now. But we haven't really seen it because he hasn't been able to be on the field. Sucks. And and you look at the meltdown he had at AAA on the assignment, like two weeks ago yeah. where he starts breaking stuff and the he bought tunnel them new TVs. the club he bought, them new, he bought them new tvs but like even that on top of uh breaking the pinky immediately after pretty much that's got to give you the case of like he is really frustrated things are not going his way yeah there's n- it's really really hard to see a future where he's like i'm gonna keep on putting a whole off season of work away from the fam, yeah. do all that, grind, grind, play. grind, just to not play year after year after year. Yeah. 
so I I do feel like retirement is a lot closer for Chris Sale than than it people should may be. See. Yeah, then it should be. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. So that that does. Suck. And that's no knock on him. No, it's, it's just, not. It's just, it's, can't, it's, can't stay it, on the field. It's just the way it is. Um, and then before we get into the All Star stuff, because I do want to talk about all the replacement guys for the All Star game. We talked about the All Star rosters before and the starters. Um, staying in the AL East one more time. The Matt Carpenter story objectively putting our Yankee bias aside and all that has been maybe one of the cooler stories of the year. Matt Carpenter signed a really big contract in St. Louis, just did not perform to it. Eventually got DFA'd. He gets picked up by the uh, Texas Rangers. They keep him in AAA. He knows after working really hard all offseason on a swing, changing his swing almost completely that he could be productive on an MLB roster. So he winds up leaving Texas, because he just asked, like, hey, can can I go? Like, I'm not going to get called up, so let me try and make a team. Sits on his couch for a couple days, isn't sure if he's ever going to play, and oh. pretty much he goes from not sure if he's going to play to getting picked up by the Yankees because of a bunch of COVID and injuries that they had for a weekend in Tampa, and he turns into the biggest pickup of the season by not even close to measurably. Like, he has been so incredibly good in 31 games. With the Yankees, he is hitting 351 with 34 RBIs, 13 home runs, and a 1.371 OPS. Good for a one or not one. Good for a 286 OPS plus. And at first, we thought it was a fluke. He had a couple home runs in that first weekend with the Rays, and another couple during that week. And we thought he's excited, he's spunky, he's enjoying himself. And He's just been he's he's feeling really good. He looks really good. He looks confident. He's having amazing at bats. Like I test. If none of these numbers existed, if his numbers were half of what they are, looking at him play, you'd be like that guy should be starting every single day. Just just based off the at bats, just based off the the demeanor and everything. And it's been it's been a really good story. It's been nothing short of amazing because like you said, he was on the couch. Yeah. He, he didn't know if he was ever going to play again because nobody wanted him. And then just to come in, and he's saying that he has a whole new look on, like, baseball and playing because he he didn't think he was ever going to see the field again. So now that he's here, he's just taking every opportunity that he possibly can. Just enjoying it, and yeah. he is making the best of it. We see some at-bats, clutch situations, Everything that he does for this team, and again, all Yankee bias aside, but he is a big reason that this team is, yeah, yeah, he is as important as anybody on this team right now. Those stuff that he's doing, you can't pay for that. You can't pay for that because look at the sample size and what he's doing. So if you have that throughout a whole season – yeah, and and obviously it is sample size, so there will be a point where he like levels out, but oh, well. it's not yet, and he's having a really good little stretch. So it's it's been no. it's been really cool to see from him. So shout out to Carp, and Big uh, shout yeah, out to Carp. And, and you know there there was a slim chance that he could have been added into one of these uh, opt out injury out All Star spots, and I'm gonna go through the list for you. All right, so the All Star game is gonna be tomorrow. Today's Monday. Tomorrow's the All Star game. There have been 80 total All-Stars. 80 total All-Stars. That's a lot of guys. It's mostly because 
it's mostly because there's been a lot of injuries, right? And then there's been a lot of pitchers who pitched this weekend. They're not going to pitch in the All-Star game. Obvious reasons. They're trying to help their team win. Garrett Cole pitched yesterday or two days ago. I don't remember when he pitched. I think it was yesterday. He pitched yesterday. He pitched yesterday. He's it, not gonna it was Cole versus Sale. He's not going to pitch in the All-Star game two days later. That's just not going to yeah. happen. So let's go through the list. Carlos Rodon was added in for Josh Hader. Garrett Cooper added in for Bryce Harper. Austin Riley added in for Nolan Arenado. Tyler Anderson added in for Carlos Rodon, who was added in. So a little, a big flip-flop in there. Uh, Jake Cronenworth in for Jazz. Devin Williams, Max Freed, Miles Michaelis. Freddie Freeman's been added. J.D. Martinez has been added. Corey Seager, Santiago Espinal, Jordan Romano, Liam Hendricks, and Ty France have all been added to the game. Uh, some of the other guys I skipped over, Corbin Burns, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Mike Trout, Jordan Alvarez are not going to be in the game. Sucks. Again, yeah. a lot of these guys, some injury stuff. Like uh, Altuve got hit the other day, so he's not going to play. Altuve has his whole hand thing that's bothering him. It sucks. Because these are it does. the list, right, that I just said. Josh Hader, best closer in baseball. Bryce Harper, reigning MVP. Mike Trout, best player in baseball. Garrett Cole, Verlander, the two best pitchers in baseball over the last five years. Like, that's a that's a sucky list to to leave out, but it's really good for these guys to get in. It is, and it just it gives these players a spotlight, and then it gives a chance for guys like Ty France, Austin Riley, to also make it in who are just on the outside it. looking in. Yeah, they yeah. absolutely deserve it too. I mean, Austin Riley's probably been the best third baseman in baseball this yeah. year, so. It yeah. sucks, but exposure is never a bad thing, no, especially and, for baseball. And I know I saw, and tell me how you feel about this, but I saw Ken Rosenthal was like, there's 80 All-Stars this year. MLB is a problem. And it's like, well, what's the problem? Is the problem that baseball is 162 season and we're not going to pitch Garrett Cole two days after he just started? Or are we going to push back a Garrett Cole start just so he can pitch in the All-Star game? Yeah. That doesn't feel right. When you have games to win and you're playing Boston this weekend, like that doesn't feel right. And so like these teams are trying to win games. We have races going on and we're not going to change our rotation, stuff like that. So they can pitch nine pitches in LA. Exactly. And like, you're already starting out with 50 altogether, right? So so. 25, 25, I think so. Yeah. So it happens. Well, what are you going to do? Because, yeah. like you said, you're not going to prioritize the All-Star game and fans that aren't even your fans seeing the guy rather than beating said team on Saturday. You don't care. Yeah. You don't care about that. And then you're not going to risk a guy that's been hurt or, like, on the fringe of, like, being hurt and resting, trying to get back, rehabbing. You're not going to prioritizing playing in the all-star game over again rest so like go ahead they're acknowledged they're an all-star cool and now you know okay these guys came in because of nice the game still happens the fans are happy the fans get to see other players this is a good thing for baseball in my opinion because like i said you have the top guys and if you're a casual fan you know these top guys but people that aren't in the game aren't watching every single game or might like not know looking Austin at everything. Riley. They don't know Austin Riley. They don't know Jordan Romano, Ty France, all of them. Like, they don't know them. So put them in the All-Star game. Let them see the guy. Maybe he makes a cool play. Now they go on YouTube. They watch his stats. 
boom, the game grows. That is the big thing with baseball. That's what baseball needs. That is not a problem. Like, is it a big number? Yes. It's 10% of the league, but that's 10% of the league is not a big percent of the league. So, like, who cares? What percent percent of the the NBA is in the All-Star game? It's probably 10%. Like, there's, like, 200 guys in the NBA. Who cares, bro? Who cares? Who cares? Like, I don't need strict rules on the All-Star game. It's supposed to be a fun thing. And you know what? These are really cool moments, too. Like, you're telling me Miles Michaelis was projecting himself to be an all-star coming into this season? No, but he's had a great year. He's had a fantastic year. He's the only pitcher that's making, you know, the Cardinals worthwhile to watch on defense because there's pitchers suck over there. So, like, he's keeping them afloat. Really cool that he's getting represented. I don't think some guys should be. I think Liam Hendricks was a replacement just because of his name. That kind of sucks. And, yeah, you have those cases. But you you charge it to the game. Whatever. And you know what? It's kind of cool for, like, end-of-career stuff, right? You're going to – at the end of his career, are you going to be upset that Freddie Freeman had one more All-Star appearance? No. It's cool that he's going to have one more All-Star appearance so that we can properly assess how good he has been. Are you going to be mad Santiago Espinal has won, barring that maybe he never goes again? Hope he does. He but are you going to be mad because he has won? No. No. <laughs> no. I'm happy. You'll be like, oh, damn. He, he, he made the All Star game that one year. He got to go to one. And you can remember in five, six, seven years, we can have a fun fact that in 2022, which Toronto Blue Jay made his one and only All Star game? Yeah. Santiago Espinal. Ding, 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 ding. It's like, what a weird one. It's cool. And, and when, when you look back on it, you're not going to care that Ty France made it in over Mike Trout. You're not going to care. Well, Trout still gets it, too. They still get their all-star. Ex- exactly. but I'm, Or he makes it in because Mike Trout's not there. Yeah. That's yeah, better. Yeah. That's better. But you're not going to care. The why doesn't matter. No, they're the there. And in the grand story of the league, nobody's going to care. Nobody cares. We do not care. So just let it happen. Yeah. Let it happen. Take it from the take it from the spectators. Take we do from, not care. We do not care. We don't. Uh something we do care about. Homer Derby's tonight. This is fun. Homer. I got the bracket in front of me. We're gonna fill it out. Yeah, we are fill it out. Okay. Homer Derby tonight. Be there. Be square. The one seed. Why is it Kyle Schwarber? It's probably based off total home runs, I think. That's what it is. I'd assume so, yeah. That would Sounds right. Kyle Schwarber's the one seed. He's going up against future Hall of Famer, relief pitcher, an all-time great Albert Pujols. One versus eight. Who do you got here? I would love the Cinderella story for Pujols to just take it and ride off into the sunset with yeah. us. I would love it. Yeah. I don't think Schwarber going to fold, though, and I don't think um, Pujols is going to add to six home runs on the year. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go Schwarber. I do think it might be a little tighter than um, some would think. So, okay. But I'm, I'm going to give it to Schwarber. Okay. I One thing, I, I agree with you on the Schwarber pick. I don't like that Pujols is in this because he's in the All-Star game. Don't give them both. Give them one. Well, There's... I think the issue is not a lot of people even want to do it. I don't agree with that. There's so many guys that wanted to. Maybe not big names, but that's also wrong because you have 
Soto, Jose, Alonzo, Acuna. Those are great yeah. names. It's like they could have gotten somebody else. Like you're going to tell me that random guy with 14 home runs, like Anthony Rizzo wouldn't have wanted to do it or something like that. Like I think one of those guys would have wanted to. Um, Pools being in both was kind of lame, especially because he hasn't been hitting for power. But that's, I digress. Kyle Schwarber's winning this round. Number four versus number five. This is probably the first, the best first round matchup in my opinion. Juan Soto and Jose Ramirez. It's a weird one. Which side of the plates Jose gonna hit from? <laughs> yeah. Does he take some from both? That'd be kind of fun. If he that would hits, be like, fun. He hits like two that don't go out. He's like, oh man, let me go lefty. A lot of his home runs this year alone have come from the left side, so yeah. I'm assuming he's going to go lefty. And that's interesting because they're both lefties, so like maybe uh, right field and Dodger Stadium may really hidden like that. Maybe you want to switch it up and Most just probably, yeah. start pulling them to left field. I don't know. Yeah. This is a spicy one, though. Where are you going with it? I think I'm going to go with Soto. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Jose is built to only hit homers. Even if it's a home run derby, I don't think he's built for it. So I'm going to go with Soto. Okay. I'm going to go J-Ram. Okay, we got to split. I, I want to go spunky on that. We're going to go split. You know what? I'll join you on that just for brackets sake. Just because I'm, I'm literally filling it out right now. So Number three, Corey Seager versus the rookie, Julio Rodriguez. This is a fun one. I think Corey cooks him, though. I think Corey cooks him. This was his Fair home enough. stadium for a while. He played here a lot. I, I, I think this is him. I do. Julio will be Fair fun, enough. though. Julio will be awesome. But I, I do think I'm, it's Corey. I'm going with my boy, J-Rod. Okay. Fair enough. I think I think he's just going he gonna to show up. He's going to show up. He's hot off the win streak right now. He's going to show up. Okay, and then we got the two-time champ, Pete Alonso and Ronald Acuna. Three time? Three I, I don't know about. I'm I'm just doing two for now. First okay. round, Pete. We, I'm I'm going with Pete. Yeah, it's it's hard to go against Pete. He's put on a show the last couple of years. Yeah, but really tough matchup for Acuna here. Really tough. Okay, so then going back, you got Kyle Schwarber and Jose Ramirez. It's good. It gets spicy when, when you get deeper. Oh, yeah. It gets spicy. Uh, I'm going to go Kyle. Okay. Kyle Schwarber, go. I agree. I think Schwarber. I'm going to go Kyle. Schwarber, even if Schwarber plays Soto, I think it's Schwarber. And okay. then Jose, or not Jose, Corey Seager and or Julio Rodriguez, because we both split, versus Pete Alonso. Uh-huh. It's hard to go against Pete for me. It's hard to go against Pete. It's hard to go against Pete. <laughs> Pete to the final it is. We got a two thick boy final with Kyle Schwarber and Pete Alonso in the final. Thick with a beard versus thick with a with a with a trophy. Well no, it's a chain this year. Derby champ. Oh, okay. We got a chain. Well, he has two trophies. Now he's about to get a chain. Next year we need a belt. We do need a belt. So Pete can just be fitted out. Um, I'm gonna go with Kyle Schwarber. I think Pete's reign ends here. Yeah. I think I think something about the the something's in the water for Kyle Schwarber right now, man. And he's uh, 
he's seeing the ball really well, particularly the last month. And granted, it's the home run derby. Like, who cares how well you're seeing the ball? But that's the thing. <laughs> but I, I think it's going to be Kyle. I really do. Three peats are hard to do anything three peat. They are very hard, but you know, I'm going with three peat peat. Three peat peat, the polar bear on the three time. Yeah, yeah I think I'm, I think I'm that's go for pretty it. good. It, granted, that's kind of chalk. It is the one and two seeds. But I'm, I'm it is, for but... it. I, that's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, the home run derby is going to be really fun. I think every round will be awesome besides that pools one. So I wouldn't be shocked if, if Corey Seager wins it all, or really any of these guys outside of Albert. If Albert wins it all, I will, I will be, I don't know what I'll do. I'll figure it out. I'll tweet about it. It will be, it will be cool if Albert wins it all, but I don't want it. I want J Rod. J Rod's my, my homer pick for it. Okay. But. That'd be cool. That would be cool. The rookie wins the home run derby. That'd be sick. That would be really cool. Is that what Judge did? Did Judge do that? I don't know. Uh, Judge won. Year. Judge won it in uh seventeen. So is that his rookie year? Yeah, because huh? he came up in sixteen, but only a yeah, couple. Yeah, that, of that didn't count. Yeah, that didn't count. Yeah, so yeah. we've had it. We've had it before. It has happened. It has happened. Okay, pretty good stuff. But yeah, be on the lookout for the and, home run derby tonight. Ooh. Judge did did take down Giancarlo, a home run derby uh, champion. Champ. Yeah, that's so, true. May, maybe that is. Maybe true. we get something spicy. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I ain't gonna. Yeah. No. No. For real. That 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 would be really cool. I like that. I, I'm cool with any of these. I really like the the field this year. It's a fun group. It's a really it fun group. So I'm gonna be looking forward to watching that tonight. I hope you guys are too. Um, if you play MLB the show like we do, there's live content for that. So I'm especially excited for that. Yeah. That'll be a really good time. But, yeah, you got anything else for us today, Brooke? Uh, yeah, if you look over behind Julian's right shoulder, you're going to see a nice little blue skateboard. If you look above my head, you're going to see another nice skateboard. Oh, you want me to go grab my Let's go. Mine's a little easier to grab, but. Oh, no, it's not. Too easy. Yeah. Oh, we got so, some, We got some art pieces. Nice. Our boy Hondro. Every, everybody knows Hondro. Everybody knows Hondro. Make sure you guys go check him out. Art by Hondro on TikTok. Art by Hondro on Instagram. Makes custom boards. Not just little Pokemon ones, here. big he's, ones. He's the only Pokemon pieces. We're just we're, we're Pokemon, Pokemon fans. We're Pokemon it happens. But yeah. this is what he does. And I mean, look at it. It's hard. He signs them too. Look, I got a little heart. I got number 10. I got a little heart. Stop focusing, but I got a little heart. Number four. So. Nice. So, yeah, go check out Go, ch- go check stuff. him out. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. yeah. And, and so, Art by Hondro on Instagram. Spectators Media on Instagram. Spectators Media on TikTok. Art by Hondro on TikTok. Go check them all out. It's great people. It's great content. You can't kick flip kick flip off these boards but you can put them on your wall and it'll look really i mean you cut you probably could probably could. uh also since we uh since we shout out spectators shout out waifu jew for 800 followers on twitch sure make sure you go check him out twitch.tv slash waifu jew go check that out 800 followers go go check him out after this episode he's gonna be live tonight we'll be live tonight new content for the show (laughs) live tonight at 8 p.m if you guys are down (laughs) um yeah enough self-promo we'll see you guys next monday thank you as always for watching thank you for listening and we'll be back take it easy everybody take care of your